0: there a Goldilocks zone for design? You've probably heard of the Goldilocks zone. You know, that zone around a star where conditions are just right to support life. Can we find a similar sweet spot in how we design spaces that get conditions just right for us to thrive? There's a wonderful book called The Big Orange Splot by Daniel Pinkwater. In the story, Mr. Plumbeam's house is exactly like all the other ones in his neighborhood. But after a seagull drops a can of bright orange paint on his house, Mr. Plumbeam takes the opportunity to redesign his house to be a better fit for himself. Like Mr. Plumbeam, we feel best, and we function best, when there is a fit between us and the environment. As expressed by this famous equation, behavior is a function of the person and the environment. A just right fit happens when environmental demands match a person's competence. It's like finding the perfect balance between environmental support and stimulation across physical, sensory, and even intellectual capabilities. We seek this fit from the time we are born. Even babies prefer looking at things that are neither too simple nor too complex. Consider what happens when our environment is too demanding. Take walking on ice and snow, for instance. We slow down, we change our steps, and we focus more attention on the ground. We change our behaviors so we don't slip and fall. Conversely, places where stimulation is too low can also be harmful. One study showed that people walking streets with long stretches of blank building walls had low arousal levels and were bored. And consistently low arousal may be linked with depression and decreased motivation. When our surroundings are too overwhelming or too understimulating we tend to change the person in the equation. Check out this invention from 1926. The isolator, marketed to boost worker concentration, filtered out distracting stimuli in an office, including breathable air, which is why it required an oxygen supply. More recently, smart drugs seemingly offer a way to jumpstart the mind. We commonly self-medicate to alter productivity or mood by drinking coffee to wake up in the morning or alcohol to relax at the end of the day, instead of changing our environment in ways like getting adequate morning daylight or spending some time in nature. Here's the exciting part. Designers can shape environments so we don't only have to change the person to get to desired behaviors. The technology exists for buildings themselves to responsibly transform to our needs. For example, changing the amount of daylight and heat entering a space over the course of a day. Smart homes can monitor and automate potential safety risks like whether the stove's on to support independent living. And we don't need technology to include building elements like ramps to support broader mobility ranges. Like Mr. Plumbeam, we all aspire to make our surroundings fit us better. The Goldilocks zone doesn't need to be so narrow and rigid, forcing us to change when we don't quite fit in. I hope you join me next time to explore other ways we can use science and design to get to a more broad, flexible Goldilocks zone for everyone to thrive.